Why, hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Urban Health Podcast, keeping busy city executives happy and healthy. I'm Stephanie Webster, a nutritional therapist in Harley Street, London, specializing in fat loss, gut health, and hormone optimization for busy executives and entrepreneurs over 40. Today on the show, we have transformation specialist Toby Street, who coaches on the practice of fasting in a very safe and enjoyable way. He has a partner, Alice, and together they were inspired to have the name Fasting with Alice. And they both coach and mentor people who have health issues or who are simply curious about fasting. And fasting has been around for centuries. It's a very old discipline. And they have become very proficient at delivering the the ancient concepts to the, the, the ones who are curious amongst us in London who need to re-cleanse, reset and rebalance. So thank you so much for coming on to the show. Toby, how are you? Thank you for having me, Steph. I'm very, very well. I'm actually going through a little bit of a, a fasting uh, a detox myself right now. So if I sound like I'm a bit bunged up, I am experiencing some wonderful detox symptoms. So. Okay, well, that's great. Live detox. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So to start, we'll we'll ask you later, actually, about um, what those detox symptoms are, because sometimes when we start a fast, we think we're actually getting ill, but we're actually getting better. It's just part of the process. But we'll come back to that later. So to start, where did the concept of fasting come from? Well, fasting is, is in fact, many millennia old. I mean, it's one of the uh, basic, um, most basic yogic principles Vedas, um, so we're talking um, you know, many, many thousands of years old, um, and it's been practiced throughout the ages um, by wise people, um, to put it bluntly, in order to achieve heightened states of consciousness, um, and anyone who's understood it and practices it diligently and you know, in a disciplined manner will absolutely understand the benefits of it in that way. Yeah, and there's different types of fasting, so what are the different types of fasting? We've heard uh, intermittent fasting, we've just had Ramadan in fact, so fasting is it has been seen as being important there. So tell us about the different types of fasting and why we should fast at all. Yeah, so, I mean, I think most people start with intermittent fasting. It's a really good uh, discipline to build into our daily practices. Um, but from there, really, the sky's the limit. I mean, Alice being the more sort of senior between us in terms of her experience and so on, um, she's her longest uh, dry fast now, which is no liquids, no, no nothing, not even touching the skin, um, is seven days. Um, and if you listen to sort of Western uh, medicine and so on, they'll tell you that after three days we die of thirst. So, you know, this is crucial, that that's nonsense. Um, so we have everything from, you know, dry fasting, which is kind of the most intense and um, acute form of detox that's possible with fasting, all the way through to all kinds of different juice fasts. We do a lot of fruit fasts with people. Um, but we absolutely build intermittent fasting into everything as well. Um, you can do water fasts as well, but... We don't recommend those. They're not so good on the kidneys. So the concept of fasting is actually quite intimidating for uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot <clears throat> of us. Uh, what? Why is it that we're so emotionally attached to food that the concept of going without it for any length of time can set up fear? <laughs> and it's irrational, really, because yeah. seven days without water and, and food. That it, that's and she survived and thrived. And we did it over Christmas, just by the way. I <laughs> saw photographs of that. I, well, it's much you know, cheaper than Turkey, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it. You know, we we all use food to, to to whatever degree we're aware of. We all use food 
to uh, to numb ourselves, to feeling certain things. Um, and now, having gone on this journey myself, you know, I was I was a heavy meat and dairy eater just two years ago, um, and now I basically just eat fruit. Um, and the reason for that is that when we when we fast, we, we don't just give the body space and um, uh, a rest, if you like, from digestion in order to remove physical blockages. Um, with the physical, quite often comes a, a, a sort of mirrored emotional blockage as well. And um, when you're doing the protocol properly and you're diving in really, really deeply, um, you have a, a purge, if you like, of, of both sorts. So, you know, everyone can be really high and low because everything that we're suppressing comes to the surface. Um, and so a lot of people will, you know, go on a fast and end up, um, as they use the tools that we, we, we teach them and so on, breathing exercise, meditations, etc., end up going into very deep um, altered states of consciousness at times whereby they can remember things from their childhood and it might be something simple, like your mum using a cheese fondue to make you feel better because you hate school or something. You know, it might be something as simple as that. Um, and we go back into that experience, and this is kind of where my expertise is trying to come in, and we dive in and ask that person to go back to that time um, and basically just have a chat with that inner child. Because when we, whenever we're anything's coming up in our current reality, it's because there's something unresolved in our childhood holding us back and stopping us from showing up in a way that's conducive to achieving the result that we'd like in that given time. Um, so really, that's why we fast, because it's an immense emotional and physical release. So let's talk about the physical effects of fasting, and you're currently experiencing them now, so mm-hmm. it's very apt. So when let's define what a fast is. So we, we stop drinking or we stop eating. There's different types. You let's let's explore your current fast right now. You're water fasting, but no food. And then what happens to the body in the first six hours, twenty four hours? What what happens? Um, so Alex is probably the person to talk to about the very specific stages in terms of what happens to the body. Um, I'm certainly the person to talk to once the emotional stuff starts start coming up, which usually is kicked in around. I mean, so we, as I mentioned earlier, we don't advocate water fasting. Water fasting, uh, water in its own self. I haven't drunk any now for over a year. Um, and the reason for that is because I get my water in live form via fruit, which is much more bioavailable, it's much more hydrating on a cellular level, um, and it also doesn't distract the kidneys. You know, if we're drinking lots of water, the kidneys are just processing water rather than their primary function, which is to filter the lymphatic system. Um, and so we have to give them the time and the space to really work properly to do that. Um, now, dry fasting is the most efficient and proficient at helping the kidneys kick back in. Most people's kidneys aren't filtering anywhere near optimally, um, and dry fasting is a very powerful tool to help them do that. And uh, right now, I dry fast uh, half a day, so I'll dry fast usually for midday, and then break that dry fast with some form of juice, so whether that's watermelon juice or orange juice or perhaps just a couple of coconuts. Um, living in Thailand, obviously, I have all of this readily available to me, which is very useful. Um, but that's the most efficient way to, uh, to break a fast as well, with something that's really vibrant, alive, and juicy, hydrating. Um, and then basically my diet now is just fruit all day, and then in the evening either more fruit or a salad type meal. Perhaps in Thailand here there's nice broth and things, and the restaurants do really nice vegan stuff for us. So it's, it's very, very simple, very, very fresh, um, and very, very aligned with nature. Um, something that a lot of people don't realize is everything in nature fasts for the longer period of uh, period of time, whether it's a, a plant that goes through a drought or whether it's an animal that goes into hibernation. Um, fasting is all around us, and if we observe that and allow it to sort of infiltrate our beings as part of nature, which is our human truth, 
um, we, uh, we get the benefit. But as you say, you go through some serious pain and, and suffering sometimes as well. What's, what needs to be released comes to the surface to be, to be released. And how do you feel, Toby, without the, the water even right now? How do you feel? You're going uh, to... On the whole, I feel, I feel incredible. I mean, today and the last week or so, I've been experiencing a lot of detox symptoms um, after Alison. So Alison and I are going through quite a lot of upgrades to life right now, including launching this business together, which as a couple is quite a profound uh, process to go through. Um, so we had uh, a couple of fairly big emotional uh, releases about two weeks ago. Alex then pretty much instantly went into a physical detox, and about four days afterwards, when she was starting to recover, mine ensued as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's one of those periods where you just have to allow it. You know, it's, there's no point fighting reality when the body is detoxing; it wants you to rest. And the amazing thing about detoxing is that. If we trust it and we actually allow it to happen, you know, this is going into more sort of cosmic universal stuff, um, we get looked after perfectly. You know, there is no fighting reality if we accept it. Um, and whatever is for us will show up perfectly. Whatever support we need will show up perfectly. Whatever space we need will show up perfectly. Um, we just have to actually give it to ourselves. Um, and that's what we've done for the last week, just kind of hibernated and allowed ourselves to rejuvenate and expel what needs expelling, basically. But on the whole, I feel... Amazing. So I, I actually remember you back in the day, years ago. Can we talk about your mm. personal journey? Is that okay? Oh, absolutely, for sure. So you have completely redefined your relationship with food and now you're helping others do the same. But I remember in London you were eating meat. I even think I saw you eating a biscuit once. Um, so <laughs> you have... Oh. <laughs> so you've completely changed and I'm just deeply fascinated, intrigued and inspired. Yeah. So how was that for you in the initial stages when you were going from uh, from from that way of eating to this way now? You must have, did you start missing meat? Did you start feeling sick at the thought of meat? Did you, or when it was processed food like biscuits or something or tea, coffee, alcohol, all of the stuff that maybe you uh, had before? Well, how did you deal with each one of those? Well, I mean, to me it was, and, and this is kind of what I try and sort of coach people with as well, you know, um, we're all on this journey that's called life as a, as a bigger picture. Um, so if you do a fast and it, it's pushing up in your face that you really hate the job or you really hate the relationship or you, really, you know, something about what's happening in your life just is not right anymore. You know, you get to evaluate it and you get the time to actually make new choices about life. And so for me, fasting was just a little bit of a, you know, I'm going to say last, but it's obviously not necessarily last, but it was one of the last pieces of um, the puzzle that is the spiritual journey of life. Um, you know, despite my business background, having taken companies public and all that kind of thing, I know that I've been on a very spiritual journey since I was about 19 when I first got involved in personal development, but it became much more heightened about five years ago when I started working with medicinal uh, plants. Um, like ayahuasca, um, and that then showed me a, truly what we are as human beings. It really showed me what our purpose is here and that we all truly do have purpose. Everything that was kind of more mainstream, everything that was normal, if you like, became a little bit obsolete and boring to me in a lot of ways. So, um, and you'll know this having sort of made money in the past and then gone and chosen a different path yourself as well. It's when you're just doing it to make money, for example, there's not really any fulfillment in it. And unless you're then helping other people go on that path or 
giving something with it. There's no real life source there. There's nothing that really lights it up anymore. For me, when Alice came into my life, we met actually a year previously, actually through the ayahuasca people that we worked with. Um, but we hadn't uh, done a journey together. Um, and then we, uh, we reconnected two years ago in August. And for me, I don't know, I just never met anybody that was quite as alive as she was. She had more life force energy than anybody I'd ever met, more more awakenedness throughout the day, if you know what I mean. And um, I kind of just thought, you know what, whatever you're on, let's have some. And she just explained over the course of you know many, many, many chats, over many, many hours, over many evenings, just how she had gone from herself, you know, uh, Eastern European background and so on, especially, into loads of meat, loads of dairy, etc. And then through her own path of spirituality and, and sort of seeking peace and wisdom within herself, she, she came across fasting too and um, just practiced it lots, all kinds of different uh, means and ways. And she's a, she used to be a lawyer, so she uh, has a very sort of uh, research-focused mind. And so she gets to the bottom of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, unlike many end up in the law, uh, she, you know, went in with, with really good intentions but found out that law really wasn't giving her what she wanted. So... She took her teaching of the truth and, and pointed it in a different direction. And that's when um, she became a fasting specialist, basically. That's extraordinary. So you, you touched on ayahuasca there. Are you okay talking about that? Mm. Okay, so you've been no through worries. a few, yeah, you've been through a few ceremonies, and I found it quite inspiring. I still have not dipped my toe in 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 that yet. Um, um, I, 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 my... We'll call you when uh, when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about ayahuasca and the ceremonies, and how you have experienced so many intense, immense spiritual awakenings. And you've, de- I've heard it being described as ten years worth of therapy in one session. Yeah, she's a, she's a powerful teacher. Um, she's one of these, and I say she because if you've ever worked with her, then you'll know that it's a very nurturing feminine energy, and she's also got a whip out at times, and she can be, well, quite, she can teach things the hard way. Well, I don't mean whip, I think kids use her, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's, I, I was the first time I ever worked with her uh, was back in 2014, as I mentioned, and I actually was giving a juice bath at the time. So, um, this is, you know, we, we, we create space in the universe and the universe fills it with whatever vibration we like to. Um, I was doing a juice fast for the best intentions to, to clear myself up and uh, on day two of the juice fast the mate calls and said somebody's pulled out and I watched the phone and said would you like to go? Um, and I just kind of said yes before I even knew what I was saying yes to um, even though he'd been talking to me about it for two years the yes was certainly not voluntary. Um, but uh, yeah weekend was life-changing in more ways than I can possibly convey, but it, it showed me so many things about the universe and existence and myself in existence and so many things about the truth of humanity, the truth of reality. It uh, started off with pain. Um, I went through five ego deaths in about two hours, which if you don't know what an ego death is, it's basically where you think you're dying. Um, you are being shown and given an experience that it's conducive to killing the part of yourself that is attached to whatever it is you're experiencing. Um, and I had five of those. Um, and when I finally gave up, and I, I'd never done any psychedelics before this, so imagine taking, uh, it's been likened to LSD times 10 plus God. So imagine taking that um, for your first ever time. That, that was my experience. And uh, yeah, the second kind of phase, if you like, I was just floating around in this cosmic love soup, which was just mind-blowing. It was the most fascinating uh, feeling I've ever known. Um, 
truly felt like the womb of, of the universe. Um, and that's what I'd like it to. It's where all creation, all existence emanates. Um, and that was she found, and I could have stayed there forever, but she had other thoughts. So she fired me back into the room after a couple of hours of uh, melting. And um, suddenly I just had this channel to source where for the next two hours I just downloaded information and the commentary that ayahuasca was giving me was this isn't you, this isn't for you either, this is just universal information. You are literally remembering everything right now. You're going to have to go back into the real world and remember it again kind of thing, but don't worry, you're complete. You have everything you need there. And so I woke up in the morning and just felt unbelievable bliss. Um, but basically that was definitely the instigation of shifting my life and understanding human nature and our power here in a profound, profoundly different way. Um, and like, yeah, life's been nuts since, you know, everything from public companies to moving to Lithuania, moving to Thailand, all kinds of things in between. Yeah, a, a journey has ensued. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so inspired. So let's um, let's do one more piece on fasting. Actually, I want to just say for anyone who's listening to this, who's deeply inspired, how do they start their fasting journey? What do you offer? I know that you've got an amazing community on Facebook. How can we get started? Yeah. So the best place, um, I mean, if you're interested in sort of signing up, we've, we've, we've just got a page live today. Um, yeah. So, Brilliant. So, Tell um, us what that is. Yeah, life. Um you can head down uh, and write your details in there and um, there's a bunch of free videos you can get and stuff as well. Um, but the best place is actually to go on Facebook to our group called Fasting with Alice, or for now just Fasting with Alice. And there's about uh, 4,000 members in there, 3,000 members in there, I think. Um, amazing community. Everyone's always supporting each other whenever everyone's trying to go fast or um, having a tough time and so on. Um, and uh, we've got a product that we're launching very, very soon, which um, is called the 10-day fitness plan. And basically, that's kind of our entry-level fast. Um, if for 10 days, you can join us and do intermittent dry fasting, followed by just consuming citrus fruit. Um, you're going to experience an incredibly deep cleanse because citrus is very astringent. It really pulls a lot of toxins through the gut. Um, and if you're prepared to, you're going to experience an awful lot of emotional release too because uh, the videos and so on that, that accompany the protocol um, really help to dive into what's behind the stories um, that uh, keep the people in the wrong thing. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Toby. It's been very inspiring listening to you. I love seeing you do well and flourish. I wish you and Alice all the very best with all of your amazing work that you do. And I encourage my listeners to go to fasted.life and we'll include all of your links in the description box. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me and uh, being such a wonderful host. It was a real pleasure. Okay, great. Thank you all for listening and I'll speak to you soon.